to the $100 MBA show, your business bite-sized nugget every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. Check out our free guides. We've got five free guides for you to download and a full seven-part video course for you to be a part of with a workbook all for free. Just go to 100mba.net to get access to those. In today's lesson, you'll learn, should you accept guest posts on your blog? A guest post is having a guest write a blog post for your blog. Now, as your blog starts growing and you start getting some traffic, you're going to get noticed. Your audience is going to start to grow and other bloggers are going to want to get in front of your audience. They may ask, hey, can I write for your blog? I've spoken about this before, but guest posting is a great strategy for you as the writer, as the business person to get in front of other audiences. So don't be surprised when people try to use that strategy with your blog. So in today's lesson, we're going to be going through the pros and cons of accepting guest posts, as well as our system or our process of accepting guest posts on our blog. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by SumoMe. Install SumoMe on your website today and thank me later. It's the best way to be able to collect emails easily and increase your website traffic. It installs on every single website and you can get it for free. Just go to 100mba.net slash SumoMe. Again, that's 100mba.net slash SumoMe. So as your blog has started to grow in popularity and in traffic, you may get some people emailing you asking, hey, can I write for your blog? Can I guest post? How do you deal with this? What's your procedure? That's what we're going to be talking about. Number one, if you write all your posts and don't accept any guest posts, there's nothing wrong with that. If you decide, hey, I don't want anybody else writing on my blog, it's my blog, I want it to be just my voice, that is okay. And that was really what I did for a very long time, and that's kind of the position I had. I wanted the blog to be a chance for my readers to get to know me and my opinions and where I stand on certain things. And I wanted to take advantage of every week that we published to write. But then I started to get a lot of requests, people wanting to write for us. And just recently, we accepted guest posts. We partnered with The Economist, and they have guest posts on our website, on our blog. Why did I make this decision, and what was the process of accepting these guest posts? Number one, when you make this decision, you have to understand that the nature of the blog is going to change. So your readership will be affected, meaning that they're either going to like it, or they're going to love it, or they're not going to like it. They're going to expect a new blog post from you, and then instead they get it from somebody else. It might be a different style. It may not be as well written. Or maybe the reason why they read your blog is because of you, and they didn't get what they came for. So know that, that anytime you change something with your blog, there is an effect. It could be a positive one, and there could be some negativity. But you have to weigh the positive and the negative. And the best way to kind of leverage your system so the positive is more than the negative is to have a procedure. So number one, you need to decide, do you want different voices on your blog? Do you think that variety is going to help your blog? Are there different areas that you want to write about, but you don't have the expertise in? That's when guest posting would really, really help. So these are some questions to think about when you're thinking about accepting guest posts. Number two, our procedure. I thought at MBA, this is what we do and this is what we recommend. I would not publish a blog post or accept or agree on, hey, you can post on my blog without seeing a piece of writing from the writer and preferably a piece of writing that is for your blog. So if they come out and say, hey, I would love to guest post on your blog on this topic, tell them, 
great. I can't make a decision if it's going to be published or not without me seeing the actual article. So once you have it ready, send it over and we'll review it. Now, I know it might sound like, hey, is that a little bit picky? No, this is your blog. You got to make sure that your readers are treated properly and you can't accept somebody without seeing what they can do for your actual readers. So that's procedure number one. And that usually weeds out a lot of people because a lot of people are not willing to write something knowing that it may or may not be published. I would say about 75% of the people will not reply to that email. But those who do reply, you can read the blog post. You may ask them to edit things or tweak things and you can publish it. But what if the blog post is just not up to snuff? What if it's poorly written or it's generic or whatever it is? There's nothing wrong with replying and saying, hey, I will not be able to publish this post for these reasons. If you can give another crack at it or change some things, maybe we can reconsider. Remember, your readers, the people that go to your website, your audience members, they're the reason why you are in business. You have to treat them right. You have to cherish them. And sometimes you're going to have to make some tough decisions like this in order to do that. Now, let's say you publish the article. When you do publish the article, make sure you put a little paragraph before the start of the article, somewhere in between the headline and the actual piece, with a message from you saying, hey, Omar here. Today, we have a guest post from Jane Doe, and Jane's going to be talking about such and such. I'm really happy to have Jane on the blog. She can contribute in this way. I'll be back next week with a blog post of my own. Something like that. Just make sure it's clear that this is not you and that you are taking guest posts now, and you're kind of you know, giving Jane an introduction. You're giving that person an introduction and telling them, hey, this person is great. You vouch for them, and this post is going to be useful. A little message from you goes a long way. Guys, I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, Braintree. You remember the first dollar you made, now you want to make your billionth, but have you found the right payments partner to grow with you? Braintree lets you accept every way to pay, from PayPal to Apple Pay to even Bitcoin. And it doesn't matter what currency your customers use, because Braintree accepts over 130 different currencies. To learn more how your company can grow with Braintree, visit braintreepayments.com slash MBA. Again, that's braintreepayments.com slash MBA. Guys, to wrap up today's lesson, I want to remind you that as your blog starts to grow and you start getting some attention and some traffic, you have to be very careful with what you do with that attention. Don't exploit your audience. Some people just accept any guest post just so they don't have to write anymore. Remember what got you there, your writing. And if you want to keep them growing, you're going to have to keep doing that to some degree. At the same time, you have to make sure you're treating your community right. Only get the best writers for them, people that are really interested and really want to write for them. That's why I love to see somebody write a piece for my audience, for my blog, before I actually accept them and publish the piece. Guys, I hope today's lesson helped. I hope it gave you a game plan and something to think about when your business is at that point, when your blog is at that point and it's growing and guest posting is an option that you want to take on. All right, everybody, that's it for me today. In tomorrow's lesson, we talk about metrics. What do you need to track in your first year? There's so many things you can track, but what should you focus on? That's what we get into. So make sure you hit subscribe so you get that episode automatically right on your device. All right, everybody, before I go, I want to leave you with this. Having a great blog, having a quality, valuable blog is still just as powerful as it was five or 10 years ago. In fact, it's even more powerful because there's a lot of you know rubbish out there. It's great for SEO. It's great for getting your name out there. It's great for being known for somebody as a thought leader. So even if it takes a while for you to grow your traffic via your blog, it's worth it. Blogging is one of the best decisions I've made to help grow our business, still helps us bring traffic from blog posts that we wrote two, three years ago. 
four years ago, five years ago. It's evergreen and it really, really helps people get to know who's behind the business. All right, guys, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care. Take care.